Hello and welcome back to the podcast, Thrifting Ain't Easy. I am your host, Erica, and as you saw from the title of this week's episode, we are going to be diving into what I sold in the month of April. April was a pretty busy month for me. I had school, finals week, and the influx of sales as the summer months come from my mystery boxes. And with that being said, I have a lot to report on in this week's episode. And before we get started, I do want to go ahead and let you guys know that there will not be a podcast episode coming out next week because I will be traveling safely and fully vaxxed, so don't worry, to Los Angeles. I need a lot of supplies from the fashion district, and me and my mom are going out there to get some more goodies for my shop and some things for those mystery boxes I'll be doing all summer long. So we will be traveling to Los Angeles, going to the fashion district, and you guys already know I will be fully reporting on what I find what I get, and my overall review of my trip to LA when I get back. But with that being said, I will not be having a podcast episode next week because I will be going to one of my favorite places on earth, and that is the LA Fashion District. So wanted to clear the air, wanted to let you guys know before we get into this week's episode. And as I said, we are going to be discussing everything that has sold in the month of April for me. The month of April, it was it was busier than I thought it would be, um, just because it's that perfect in-between time of spring and summer. And with that being said, my mystery boxes, which are predominantly a summer box, started to reactivate, started to light up again, and... Also, my other platforms, my Poshmark, Curtsy, Depop, and Mercury all showed some love in the last month, and I want to cover those grounds and let you guys know what has been doing really well for me and maybe take away some inspiration of what you should be bringing into your closet. And as always, what I do with this episode is we talk in the first half about what has sold for me and then what influencers you should be following. So if you are interested in learning what sold this month and what influencers you should be following to get those hot new summer styles in, just keep on listening. So now to jump into the podcast episode, I am going to be diving in by section of what sold last month. And the first section that we're going to talk about is my curtsy. Curtsy was an amazing month for me. Normally I get like a couple, by a couple, I literally mean two sales, but I have ramped up my activity on curtsy. And if you guys have ever sold on curtsy, you would know it's a little challenging to get people to buy straight out of the gate. But I had a lot of sales this month that happened to be just straight up people buying no offer sent. And that was amazing for me. So with that being said, let's jump into what sold on curtsy. The first thing that sold in the month of April for me was a pair of vintage Levi's jeans that I got from a Goodwill Bins. I ended up getting, I think, like a small amount of things from a Goodwill Bins, so it ended up being around a dollar each, and I ended up flipping that for 30 bucks on curtsy, so I was very happy with that sale. I have sold so far three, but I think I have another sale coming in. 
three necklaces that I ended up buying from a liquidation store in my hometown. I was able to get the necklaces for a really amazing price, a price I couldn't even get wholesale. Um, if you want to check out my closets or even my Etsy, you can see the necklaces there. They fit my aesthetic of the Visco theme of summertime. Um, they have seashells, starfish, all that kind of stuff. And I ended up selling three different necklaces on Curtsy that I ended up buying from liquidation and flipping for a really good profit margin. The next thing that I sold on Curtsy, I sold two pairs of sunglasses. Um, sunglasses are good, but also iffy when it comes to curtsy. I have always done good on sunglasses, but recently they have been a lot harder to move than they have been in the past. But with that being said, I was able to sell two pairs of sunglasses that I got wholesale and flip them on curtsy for a good profit. The next thing that I sold on Curtsy were some earrings that I also got liquidation. I love shopping at liquidation places if you don't know that about me yet. Liquidation outlets, liquidation stores, that kind of thing is where I get a lot of jewelry for around a dollar or less. And then I then will flip them on these websites and stuff and make an even greater profit, $15 upwards. And that is exactly what I did with these earrings. I believe they were the last pair of earrings that I had of this particular kind. They were some formal earrings that I was able to get for a dollar and I flipped them on curtsy for 15 bucks so I'm very happy about that. It was a really good one and I've had these earrings for a couple months now but and I got I think overall like almost 20 or something and I am completely out after that curtsy sale. The next thing, I sold a vintage pair of 90s joggers. I love selling joggers. I absolutely recommend it. If you are looking for the perfect vintage piece that you know will not stay in your closet long, I will always say vintage joggers. Vintage joggers are one thing that I feel like within the week you can expect to see a sale. And with that being said, that is exactly what happened on Curtsy. I was able to get these vintage joggers from the Goodwill bins for less than a dollar and flip them on Curtsy in a really quick turnaround of a probably about a week. So I'm very happy about that. Um, and the last thing that I wanted to report on from Curtsy is a little bit from my custom collection that I will be dropping a little bit more of in the next week when I come back from Los Angeles. I already have the drop planned out and all the t-shirts are in the process of being made by me. With that being said, I did have, I have a crew neck available with a butterfly on it. It is a part of my sort of custom collection. This is not thrifted. This is just me making my own t-shirts and crewnecks and I'm about to drop that like I said and I have one item out of my custom collection and that sold on curtsy. This was a really great flip. I loved it. I used my Cricut to create the butterfly. We have the heat press. I pressed it out and the crewneck I actually got liquidation for a really good price wholesale and was able to flip the 
design for $30 with no more than $2.50 put into the entire thing. So I'm very, very happy about that profit margin and I can't wait to see what's next. When I do drop the rest of them, I am planning on having some t-shirts come out and some keychains and stickers to be dropping throughout the summer. I'm going to space it out. So the next step, I have that crew neck. The next step is to continue to print some more sweatshirts because those always do good for me and also to have some t-shirts ready and made with some slogans, whatever I decide, but have that that custom collection dropping throughout the rest of the summer. So next we're going to switch gears to Poshmark. Poshmark is an app I have a love-hate relationship with. I love it because I started out on there. However, I can say that I have definitely outgrown Poshmark in recent years, but I was I was pretty successful this month. I had a couple sales, which is more than normal. I normally don't really I don't really pay attention to Poshmark because I'm a mystery box focused person, but with that being said, I completely understand and have had hundreds of sales throughout my time on Poshmark and I kind of want to do a whole episode to talk about my Poshmark my Poshmark past and my Poshmark presence on why I don't really use it as much. But with that being said, I was able to bring in some sales this month on Poshmark. So let's get into my Poshmark sales. On Poshmark, the first thing that I sold, I got the cutest sweatshirts. I got a bunch of them because they had them available at Dirt Cheap for $1. They fit my sort of beachy visco aesthetic. There's some Laguna Laguna, um, California sweatshirts that I got, and I sold one of them on Poshmark this month. That was a really fun sale because I was able to buy a sweatshirt, which is almost unheard of, for a dollar, and I ended up flipping it and selling it on Poshmark, and it was a really great sale. It was an easy transaction. I absolutely loved it. The next thing, I sold a men's shirt, a men's button-up shirt. Sometimes I will grab those from the Goodwill bins. Um, I try not to be too picky, especially when it comes to men's clothing, because men love to thrift and love to online shop too, but they don't have that many options. And with that being said, if I see a really cool or unique style, I really do want to bring that into my closet to give the male customers that I have the opportunity to have something to shop for, you know? It's not necessarily all about women on these platforms. Men shop a lot too, and I want to give them as many options as I possibly can. And with that being said, I grabbed this men's shirt. It was a button down that I ended up getting from the Goodwill bins, and I was able to flip that on Poshmark for a really good profit. And the next thing from Poshmark, I actually sold one of my mystery boxes. Very happy about that. I sell my mystery boxes on Poshmark and I do okay with that. However, I was very, very proud of myself when I sold this one. It was a birthday gift. She trusted me to make a birthday gift for herself. And I got the five stars back. I got a whole paragraph on why she loved it. And um, I've noticed ever since that review and all that. I've had more activity on my Poshmark mystery boxes, so I'm excited to see what comes next. I have put my Poshmark on vacation mode. I have decided that I will not put my Etsy on vacation mode. However, my Poshmark will be on vacation mode just because Poshmark has a lot more pressure when it comes to how long you have to ship. And also Etsy is my biggest thing right now, and I don't want to 
um, mess up any of my current sales or anything like that. So I've gotten everything out, but my Poshmark is currently on vacation mode. So I will not be selling the mystery boxes or anything on my Poshmark right now, but I have noticed some traction build up since her positive review about my mystery box. Next, we are going to move on to what sold on Etsy. Etsy was a wonderful month for me. I updated this last night, but it is probably around 10 more boxes since I last did this. But last month, for the month of April, I sold 130 mystery boxes. And that is between my sweatshirt and my t-shirt mystery boxes. So I have been able to do a lot of good things in the month of April. I had 130 mystery box sales in the midst of finals week. I'm so proud of myself that I was able to get that done, get those orders out, and get more five-star reviews to help people, you know, look at my site and see what they like to see. So I'm super excited about that. And as these months continue to go on, I know that my mystery box sales are going to even grow more past 130 per month. But I'm very, very proud with how I did for the month of April. And having 130 mystery box sales is amazing. And I just want to keep it going. I want to keep it going. I want to keep it going because this has been an amazing year for me. I am so incredibly blessed and I love my customers beyond words. So I've had a lot of repeats with mystery boxes. And um, with that being said, I am looking to drop a couple more mystery boxes as the summer goes on. I want to do random drops throughout the summer and get more people active and get more people onto my page on Etsy. So I am right now steady with the ones I've been having, but I plan on dropping another box soon in the next week. I already have it planned out. I'm going to drop it when I'm in LA. So by the time I get home, it should be up, ready, and generating some traction. So I'm very excited about that. The next thing that I sold, I sold a bundle of my necklace collection. The necklace collection that I talked about from Curtsy, I dropped a necklace collection on Etsy also, the same necklaces. And one girl, one lovely customer, um, bought three of my necklaces and she wanted like a whole collection of what I had. I was so excited for that. And I was able to make a really good profit off of these liquidation necklaces that I was able to get. And I'm seriously really grateful because I know I wouldn't even be able to get those wholesale. And I was able to get those in my hometown, didn't have to pay for shipping. That was a huge blessing for me. And I'm very happy about that. So I sold a necklace bunch, uh, necklace bundle collection from my Etsy. The next thing, I sold another pair of vintage joggers. Y'all, if you haven't heard what I've been talking about this entire podcast episode, if you are looking for something that is the perfect in-between of vintage yet modern style, go for joggers. Joggers are really great to have on any platform. I sold on Curtsy, Etsy, and typically I sell out always on Depop. So it's a pretty versatile item. You can put them on multiple platforms and expect for it to do good. I sold that vintage pair of joggers and I believe that was on there for probably two weeks or less than a week. It doesn't, it doesn't matter because it'll be gone pretty soon. I always do well with joggers no matter what the season is. The next thing is 
Another crew neck from my custom collection. I actually sold one on Etsy also, and that was a really fun sale to see that it is receptive on those two platforms. So I know where I can push it the most. Um, so yeah, I'm going to continue to drop more, like I said earlier, but it was a part of that butterfly custom collection that I had. The next thing and last thing for Etsy, besides my mystery boxes, was a car sticker. I got these on liquidation. I believe I got a bunch of them from Dirt Cheap. I had Auburn, Oklahoma State, and... I don't remember the other school, but I had a lot of different options and I've done really well with those. I actually, since I wrote this down, I sold another one. So I've sold two of those custom car stickers, the decals, and very happy with that sale. So next and last but not least, we are going to move on to Mercari. Mercari picked up this month. I am very happy with what happened and what sold. So let's get into Mercari for the last section. I sold a college sweatshirt on Mercari. Sometimes if I have a really good sweatshirt, I will make sure that I, of course, have the opportunity to put it in my mystery box. But if it's good enough that I know I can make more than what I have on the mystery boxes, I will put them on Mercari. And that is exactly what happened. I sold a really cool college sweatshirt. I think it was vintage. I'm not sure though. But um, it was the University of Tennessee in that did really well and someone bought it so I'm very happy about that. The next thing I sold a basketball jersey at the beginning of the month. I have sold five sandals that I was able to get from Dirt Cheap for one dollar each. Dirt Cheap has a lot of good shoes, sandals, whatever you were looking for and that is where I normally rack up on shoes and with that being said I was able to sell five different pair on Mercari which is crazy, but I'm so happy. That was the only website that I put them on just because I knew they would be very receptive to the Maricari audience, and they were. So I sold five different pairs, and I just sold a denim vintage tank top that I copped from the Goodwill bins. That was a really exciting find for me because it's the perfect Y2K look. And I had it on there for three days. And within three days, it got a lot of traction and someone bought it with no offers. So I was very happy with that sale. Last thing I wanted to say, I didn't get to add this to the curtsy section, but I did last night sell a um, another basketball jersey. I sold a Utah Jazz basketball jersey. So I think I've said this before in other podcast episodes, but I am definitely going to say it again. If you can get your hands on a jersey, do it. Football, basketball, soccer, baseball, it doesn't matter what it is. Sports fans love paying top dollars for their jerseys. And I have had so many different opportunities to sell jerseys throughout my reselling career. And I sold one just last night on Curtsy. Didn't even get to add it to this list. I just noticed and I'm very happy with that. So even though it's the month of May, I did want to point out that I am still selling those jerseys and still selling different things. But yeah, so that is what sold last month for the month of April and a little bit of May, just to make sure that I could get as much possible as I could. And now we are going to move into the influencer to follow portion of this. I'm so excited to announce some of my favorite to follow. And that happens to go with the social media world. But I mean, it's all the same on in all honesty. So let's get into it. 
I will be showing three different influencers that all sort of represent three different styles. The first one is Maddie Crum, M-A-D-D-Y-C-U-C-R-U-M. Maddie represents the Depop type of style or the Mercari type of style where you can expect the vintage finds, the psychedelic 70s patterns. She is definitely an influencer who is a trendsetter. If you look at even Emma Chamberlain's style, it is very congruent to what Maddie wears a lot on her Instagram. She's a pretty big influencer, and if you go on her Instagram, you can find so many different styles of what you can expect to be seeing all summer long in cities of LA and Miami, and she just represents that amazing psychedelic and vintage vibes of what we can see this summer. The next influencer I wanted to shout out is Hannah Maloach. Hannah Maloach is a YouTuber, but she is also a pretty big fashion person. She represents, honestly, my audience. She has that visco style of the Levi's and the crop tops and the funky patterns that are bright and represents all things sunshine and Hawaii because that is where she currently lives. So if you were looking for the summertime visco type of outfit ideas, I would go to not only her Instagram page, but she actually has her own website. She is the owner of Starlight Jewelry, and she has some amazing styles on there, and they sell it pretty quickly so you can see what's in, what a lot of people are looking for right now, and what you can bring to your closet just by seeing the style that she is representing. And the last person that I wanted to shout out is an influencer. Her name is Nilea Devrora, I think, but she just goes by Nilea and she has about 3.1 million followers on her Instagram. A lot of people are talking about the coconut girl style. The coconut girl style, you can think of Hawaiian prints mixed with visco, mixed with vintage. So she kind of actually originated that for the TikTok world. She has so many different funky patterns on her Instagram, a lot of aesthetically pleasing shots that can give you a glimpse of what will be popular this season and next season. I definitely recommend Nilea. She is first things first a YouTuber, but her Instagram, she has a lot of amazing styles that I think you guys can see what will be popular this summer. She even has this really cute um, top. It was a denim top and I kind of, I inspired that by my denim tank top when I first saw it at the Goodwill Bins because I was like, oh my gosh, Nilea is literally wearing this. And with that being said, Nilea is a great influencer to look up to. So if you are looking for Nilea's at her Instagram at is N-A-I-L-E-A-D-E-V-O-R-A, where you can find her on Instagram, um, excuse me, on YouTube, just type in Nilea and she will definitely come up. But she represents the fun pops of color and she even has a highlight reel of all the different outfits that she will be rocking this summer. So you can definitely use that as outfit, outfit inspo on what you should be bringing into your closet now. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast episode. I hope you guys learned a lot and I cannot wait to see what we all do this summer as we are transitioning from those, you know, browns and 
greens of colors to go to the brighter things in life like the yellows and the orange so let's get going on this summer and i'm so excited to report to you guys what happens in la what i get in la and what you guys can expect from santi alley if you are planning on going to the fashion district anytime soon so with that being said again i will not have a new podcast episode next week because i will be traveling but i will be back after that to fully report on going to the fashion district for the second time ever. I want to thank you guys so much for listening to this week's podcast episode. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram. You can follow my business at The Cheap Teak, and you can follow my reseller account at The College Reseller. And let me know what you guys think. Give me any tips, any things I should do in LA. Just let me know. All right, you guys have a great day, and thank you so much. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.